Uh, one of the lines we sang earlier is, even when I don't see it, you're working. And I think that really speaks to how God has been so faithful to us in these last few years. Uh, it seems as I've been just keeping you updated that I've almost had nothing to feed back to you for so many years. And um, as I came to you at the GRM and the Vision Sunday earlier in February this year, it seemed as if all our, of our options had been exhausted. And I kind of said to you, look, if anything changes, I will let you know. And uh, something has changed. And so we are going to be letting you know about that. But before we even go there, I'm so aware that many of you have been journeying with us as a church and you're just waiting with bated breath. But many of you have only joined us in the last few years. So you're quite unaware of the journey that we've been on. And so just to catch you up, we started here in uh, October 2010, the 10th of the 10th of the 10th. And we have been here and it's been great just to have a facility such as this to worship in and do so much ministry. But in 2016, the elders started just asking the question, is this where we're always going to be? Or does the Lord have something else for us with regards to possibly a building? And so we started praying and talking and praying and talking. And after a number of months, we really felt strongly led that the Lord was saying to us, there is going to be an option for you in your future for you to consider concerning your own facility and your own building. Um, there have been a number of exciting moments along the journey, and I can't share all of them. But one of the most uh, exciting ones early on in the journey was before we even told the church that, listen, church, this is where we think we're going, we were having a couple of conversations and um, I got two phone calls on one day. The one phone call was concerning a property that we had been excited about, uh, but at that stage it wasn't on the market. And so my, my mom-in-law, uh, who's an agent in the area, she phoned me and said, hey, Stephen, listen, there is this property available. Are you as a church interested? And I'm like, that's the one that we've been thinking about. So that was the one phone call. A couple of hours later, I got a phone call from our treasurer once again, the church wasn't aware that we were even going down this road, but someone had deposited a huge amount of money to the degree that literally we could go and buy that property cash. So that was an incredible confirmation earlier on, and we've had just wonderful supply and generosity in the meantime. One of the things we need to, to do concerning this property was to go to the council and say, listen, these are our intentions. For, for those of you who don't know, it's the property on your right, my left, um, we are intending to build a church. Would you allow us to do that? And they formally came back and they said, yes. And so we went through with the purchase and um, the next few months was very frustrating for us as a church because when we started engaging in the whole process, the council turned around and said, no, well, we've kind of changed our mind on this, sorry. And we're like, well, that's a very expensive sorry for us as a church. And, and so for about 18 months, we had a lot of back and forth with the council until eventually they did come back to us saying, on the following conditions, you can actually continue and go ahead with your proposal. And so we needed to engage in a rezoning process, which took a lot of time, was fairly expensive. Uh, we needed to supply a whole lot of professional reports and we submitted them. And the council came back, there were 24 departments 23 out of 24 departments came back saying, yes, please go ahead. And there was one department that was unhappy with us and our proposal. And that was the Department of Water and Sanitation 
basically they're concerned with sewage and we are on a wetland. For those of you who don't know, the Clipperfield wetland is right here behind us. And so that started an 18-month conversation with this department, just saying, well, what do you need from us? How can we solve this problem? How can we be responsible with our sewage? But at the same time, how can we go ahead? And it doesn't matter what we said, how many meetings we had, the answer came back, no, no, no. And then, of course, COVID happened and um, everything just stopped dead in its tracks um, even as COVID started opening up, as many of your businesses did, is people would come back to work and someone would be sick and they'd close the offices for two weeks. And so it took a very long time for the council to be able to pick up the conversation with us again. But as we were able to pick up the conversation, it was very clear to us that nothing had changed. Now, something has changed and that is why I'm standing here, but why? Why even go down this road? Some of you are saying, but Stephen, we're in this wonderful facility. We've got wonderful lights, wonderful sound, wonderful coffee, wonderful people, wonderful chairs, and it's all safe and sound. Do we even need to pursue this? Now, uh, some of you, again, have been journeying with us, but maybe some of you who've joined us on the journey have these very legitimate questions. But before I even start answering that question, um, what we've always tried to be crystal clear on here at Riverside, is that brick and mortar does not define the church. The church is God's people, the body of Christ. And so even when we were talking about fundraising and talking about the building and our hopes and our dreams, we always try to say that that is secondary to the real work that God is doing in and through His people. And so we want to be crystal clear on that. But when it comes to a building, one of the words that we've chosen to use, and I've already used it so many times this morning, is that we've started to use the word a facility. Because the building is not a building, it's a facility, meaning it facilitates ministry. And so as we started using this word facility, uh, we started dreaming about and using the language home base Riverside, very intentionally. Because we didn't want to just talk building, 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 but this home base, which facilitates ministry. And those two words are so important. Home, we wanted a home for us. And also it's a base from which ministry is done and from which kingdom work is launched. And so as we think about what a home base facilitates, it facilitates a number of things. And the first is it establishes a platform for ministry into the future. It is very easy for us only to think about our current needs. But as we hear, we've got this energetic youth ministry and kids ministry, and we're hoping that Riverside is around for generations to come and call Riverside their home. And one of the best ways to establish that is to have our own physical place. While we have enjoyed such a favorable relationship with Waterstone, the truth is, for whatever reason, they could decide tomorrow to say, church, you've got six months left. And I'm sure the Lord would come through to us, but if you've ever been at another church or spoken to other pastors who have had to look for premises, it has been extremely challenging and there's not a lot of that around. And while we have had varying degrees of strength of relationship with the different executive heads here, um, the reality is we could be six months away from being without a physical space. 
And so this is why we're thinking about a platform for the future. The second thought is that stable facilities enables growth and multiplication. Now, whether we're thinking more space equals more seats equals more lives transformed or ministries that are being multiplied or a multifunctional space. And once again, don't just think about Sunday and our needs on a Sunday. Just speak to Sizwe and the youth ministry and how they've had to respond to some of the challenges on a Friday. But a multifunctional space providing venues for growth of discipleship, training, equipping, courses like Alpha, marriage courses, the journey, our many branch out needs and opportunities. And so ministry and lives can be multiplied for the future. And finally, we've got this vision for establishing a physical presence in the community, a place to do life and faith together. Think about the word home. The word home is very different to the word house, right? What does home conjure up for you? It's a place of family, a place of relationships, which is very different to simply the brick and mortar that we call home. And so we are dreaming about a home, a place to do life and faith, sharing life with our neighbors. And standing here in 2023, none of these things have changed. If anything, it has become increasingly clear to us that some of who we hope to be and the kind of ministry that we need facilitated for us is not possible with the current facilities that we have access to. And I haven't even spoken about the convenience of having our own space. Now, for those of you who rock up here at 25 past nine on a Sunday and leave after a cup of coffee, God bless you. But why don't you come here one day at like quarter to seven, leave at half past 12 and just see what happens. All right, and come here on a Friday and see what happens with the youth ministry and you'll start to just have your mind blown by how much effort goes into the day. If you join the worship team, we're like, how strong are your muscles before we ask you how you can sing or play an instrument? And that's not including when we have to be off-site or use a different venue like last week. So what's happening? What's the big announcements? Well, after investigating a number of different options, uh, something was presented to us last year. There was a property, which I'll show you in a second, that a member of our church was interested in. And it was big enough for him to do what he wanted to do and what we wanted to do. And as we looked at the property, looked at his needs, our needs, looked at the space, looked at the position, it started to look like a good option. But Stephen, why haven't we heard about this? Well, we just realized that over the years, we've been getting so excited about these doors that appeared open and got slammed in our face. And so we realized we need to proceed cautiously. So we've been on this journey. But anyway, this church member bought this property, second half of last year. And what we were able to do is just put together some plans, both the church's needs as well as their needs on the same property. And just by the way, from our perspective, the church's needs, this was more of a footprint because we still need to solve some of these architectural issues and, and put that into place. But the idea was submit the plans for this single property, which includes both of our interests. And if that goes through, that was kind of the fleece on the ground. If that goes through, then we can take the conversation further with you, the church. 
So the idea was submit the plan, see if they go through, thereafter subdivide, separate into two separate entities. So in the future, we'll just be good neighbors. And what this has meant in the meantime is that this church member has actually taken a bit of a risk and a bit of a step out in faith as they have invested in this property, knowing that things might not necessarily work out. Anyway, we've got the property surveyed, we've got the plans drawn up, and this was the fleece. Because we knew if that happened, that suddenly we had a viable option for us going forward. And so this has happened. Last week or two weeks ago, those plans were stamped and signed. And suddenly we are realizing that we have some real opportunities for us as a church. So let me show you what this looks like. And if we can just... Uh, I hope you can make sense of this property on the bottom left, though, is where we are. That's a gray line going left to right is Swat Copies with Mall of the South just off the screen on the right-hand side. And the new property in question is right over there. It is on the corner of Bambi and Swat Copies. In other words, we are, um, uh, you know, I know that there are a number of churches on that street, but we are kind of the closest, most, I think, um, uh, primary property there. So that's where the position is. But maybe if we can look at what the property looks like. Oh, and just by the way, um, there's only so much that I can say today because we are going to have to have multiple conversations about this. But as you try and make sense of the picture behind me, I just want to tell you about the advantage of going this route. Um, aside from the fact that we've already had these doors open up for us, this property already has some existing buildings. And so between a main farmhouse, which has been recently done up, a smaller two-bedroomed house, some large farm-style garages, we are going to be able to put up offices, kids' ministry classrooms, which includes cry room, toddlers, baby buddies, life house, solid ground, teens, a coffee shop area, a hall for kids' youth ministry, cry room, branch out. One of the cool things that this property has is a pool area with a swimming pool, but also kind of about a triple garage size space that is just the perfect space for um, young adults and teens to hang out and really enjoy the facility. This property also has this incredibly beautiful greens area where we can just enjoy fellowship, enjoy being outside, enjoy the space. We have this visible location. We have access to the same community, meaning able to access Walkerville. We've got people from Henley on Clip, all the suburbs on the other side of the hill, obviously Brackendowns and Alberton. Uh, it is in a very safe position. We have some female staff. Often they're there alone. And so uh, I think this is a better place for them. As far as the size goes, it's uh, 20,000 square meters. Our half will be 10,000 square meters, which will still enable us to do everything we want to do. Um, for those of you who maybe were part of our previous conversation, we would have had to build everything from scratch. And it required building three separate buildings to give us all these facilities. Because the current buildings are giving us so much options, uh, we only need to build the one building. So we're basically saving ourselves the cost and just the effort of building two um, buildings on top of that. The property has three-phase power, borehole water, and a generator. And so it just puts us at a higher starting point. So where to from next? Well, as of two weeks' time, the staff are moving our offices onto the property. 
which means on one hand, we've got a foot in the door, but on the other hand, just being there is going to allow us just to dream and plan, just think through the design, think through our opportunities and pray and think creatively about the development of the campus. We're also going to be proceeding with the subdivision and the consent use as soon as in the next week or two. Uh, we've had a ward councillor from the area who's helped us with our plans. And as far as he is concerned, and this is also what's given us high levels of confidence and viability, as far as he is concerned, he doesn't foresee any problems. He's helped a number of churches, and um, he seems to think that this is all going to go through very easily. We're also going to be selling this property on our, on, our, um, on our right, on my left. And so please pray about the sale. We're not in a favorable uh, sales environment. And so it would be great to make a profit from that property uh, in, in relation to what we're going to pay for our half of our property, which, by the way, is just over 4 million rand. And then in the meantime, we're going to be working with architects and builders and designers concerning the facility and the buildings, which also gives us some time to continue to raise some money. Speaking of which, currently we have eight and a half million rand in our building budgets, which for some of you sounds like a lot. For others, it's half a house. But anyway, um, we're also hoping to sell our property for a profit as I already mentioned, because we will be owing just over 4 million on that property over there. And then, of course, there's a lot of work. Before you even put a brick into the ground, uh, there are professional fees and a couple of studies that need to happen. But we are really hoping to proceed from as soon as uh, in a week or two time. Uh, the final thing that I want to say is maybe more of a spiritual nature, because some of you may be wondering, but Stephen, you know, wasn't this property the Lord's promised to us? And, and why does it seem like, you know, has the Lord changed his mind? And the, here's the way I'm thinking about this. I look at the life of Joseph, and I think I did mention this to you at the GRM. And the Lord said to Joseph, here's where I'm taking you. But the path there was by no means linear. And so when I have people sitting with me across a coffee table or in my office, frustrated by what they believe the Lord has said to them, and they're finding themselves in a very different situation in life. I've often brought out the Joseph story, and I believe that is equally um, relatable to us. And the Lord has been saying to us, yes, there is a future for you, and I'm going to lead you to take some steps which are going to enable some resources to be developed that are going to keep you going. And he knew COVID was coming. I mean, just think of the implications if we were in the middle of a giant building project when COVID happened. He knew that our plans were going to be frustrated with regard to this property. But I believe that his timing is perfect. And so everything in us is just trusting that this is the way the Lord is leading us. Is everything perfectly lined up? For those of you who have ever gone into a big building project, you never have everything perfectly lined up. However, it seems viable and it seems reasonable to the eldership and to the steering team. And we are really standing here today. Church, let us stand with faith. Let us just get excited about the opportunity that this presents itself to us. And once again, I know some of us get excited about these things. Let's also be excited about what God is doing in our true church, which is you and me. And let us trust that the Lord has a great future for us. So I'm going to invite you to stand and let us pray together as we trust ourselves into His hands.